Hello, I'm Joshua Groisberg, a history enthusiast. And I'm Jacob Friedman, founder of People's Big News. And this is Gen Zero's Talk Politics. This is where two members of the next generation of American adults talk about what's going on in the world. Since the whole world is on fire, we might as well take a crack at delivering some insightful analysis and maybe some comedy along the way. Okay, so there's a few uh, stories from the week that I just want to connect to this larger point. It's called the political toxicity cycle. The casual historian had a great video on this. We'll link it down in the description. And it goes something like this. Since Congress is designed to be very slow with all the committees and the um, procedural rules, a lot of what the public wants to get done doesn't get done. And so the president, whose role has grown over time, especially in times of war, they try to get lots of policy done through executive orders. And so what happens is that the public that doesn't agree with what the president is doing goes to Congress, which is very slow and says opposition. You're able to undercut through procedure, keep undercutting. We're going to elect more radical members, more ideologically fanatical people to really undercut the guy we don't want in office. And so this kind of sets off a cycle of the opposition in Congress undercuts the president's agenda. The president says, okay, I'm going to do executive action. Parts of the public don't like it. Rinse and repeat. goes for both parties. It goes through both, both ways. And so it really has been shown through Biden's executive orders this week on guns. It wasn't anything as, lar- as large as, say, uh, background checks or licensing system or anything like that. It was more or less you know, measures on ghost guns, you know, guns that don't have serial numbers because they're assembled in kits. So it's hard to track and really not even law, but guidelines for state laws on red flag laws for the Justice Department to do that, draw those up. So what's going to happen is that the pro-Second Amendment portion of the public emboldened by the culture wars are going to give McConnell and McCarthy the ammo no pun intended to you know, block any sort of democratic legislation on this. And even with a 50-50 a democratic majority, a very slim majority, you know, it, the toxicity cycle continues. So the opposition is going to undercut the pres- president by, and he's going to have to only get anything on guns unless there's some kind of major win in Congress, you know, filibuster reform or just getting some Republican senators. It's it, Biden's going to have to resort to more executive orders. It's just going to fuel the cycle. You know, this whole gun control issue, it's been important for American politics for a while. And, you know, the question is, and I believe many people have said this, how many more mass shootings do we need to have in this country before, you know, we can get Congress to act? Not make this a political issue, but more of an issue to protect the domestic life of American citizens, of school children. And like you said, Jacob, you know, a large portion of the American public does care about the Second Amendment a lot. They really deeply care about the right to own a firearm because... Many Americans see it as kind of a sense of protection against an encroachment of government. And it's been a belief in the United States since its founding. But really, Congress doesn't want to act. And there's been a lot of obstructionism uh, on common sense legislation that will make it more difficult for criminals to get their hands on lethal weapons. So that's, that's why I believe, although I believe executive orders should be used fairly sparingly because they do only go for the executive branch. They don't, they don't go for any other branch, the legislative branch or such. I believe that it's about time we take action on gun control and gun reform in this nation. And if President Biden has to do it like that, then I believe he has to, as long as it's good legislation. I mean, just to know, 
the red flag laws that Biden's trying to push with executive orders are, you know, backed by majority of gun owners, a majority of Americans, majority of NRA members. And the larger issue, even the larger proposals that Democrats want to go through, even modern conservatives want to bring through, like uh, national licensing system, closing the gun show loophole, et cetera. Those are backed by a majority of Americans, backed by the majority of gun owners. And really, this is because, like I said, it's the opposition emboldened by by a very angry part section of the public doesn't want this. And that's and even and I say section, I mean issues like this. Even issue like this, it's still a lot of common ground where it doesn't even get get done because of the ability of different uh, politicians, parties to block change using parliamentary procedure in the media. I must say to that, I, I agree. It's, it's a minority of gun owners. There's a group of, you know, gun owners that believe that, you know, since many criminals obtain firearms illegally anyway, why should we bother with gun control and gun regulation? And the truth is it does help. And really it goes to show that despite what the majority of Americans want, there are Republicans in the, in the House and the Senate that will block anything the Democrats will propose, no matter how common sense it may be. And then, you know, it's really hindering progress on this very deadly issue. Right. I just go back to your thing on executive orders. I, I get what you're saying about, you know, Biden needs to get something done. Like, this is a pressing issue. We've had this for over 25 years at this point, mass shootings. But here's the thing. One of the arguments against, say, abolishing the filibuster, reforming at least, is that there's going to be a, it, it opens the door to a lot of like ricocheting legislation, like one Congress does one thing, next Congress repeals it. Well, it, with executive orders, it's even worse because it's just one stroke of the pen. With Congress, there's every two years, you can probably change it. So, I mean, there's a better chance for electoral consequences as, as requiring for the New York Times has, has pointed out. There's better ways to check Congress and check legislation and check the way country is going through um, changing Congress, changing procedure, changing how this works, then basically had changing the presidency. And that kind of gets to the fact that the reason why you know, the filibuster is being targeted now is that we've gone to this point where we're so polarized and we're just in a, such a dire state that we need to have some reform. We need to have um, electoral reform, parliamentary procedure reform, you know, voting reform. And that's why I get so angry when Mitch McConnell talking about, you know, MOB pulling the all-star game out of Atlanta, out of Atlanta, Georgia, based on that, you know, Georgia bill, that your corporation shouldn't have any say in politics, get out of politics. You supported uh, Citizens United. What are you talking about? I mean, he walked it back, but it is hypocrisy is its absolute worst. And by the way, Colorado may have shorter times or like an absentee ballots or whatever, but they allow all mail and voting. Like they, like, it's not Georgia. And by the way, the Georgia law, it gives the legislature oversight over the uh, county boards and not the Secretary of State is usually done. So how is that democratic? How is that good for efficiency of government or conflict of interest? How is that good for ethics? How is that good for you know, any reasonable imagination of, of a democracy? It, it's not. Former President uh, Donald Trump and former President Barack Obama, they both weighed in on this issue and obviously they were on opposite sides of this. Yeah, and Trump was in a rage about it. He, he, he's he been, you know, speaking out against cancel culture a lot. In light of all that, he's been calling for boycotts of Coca-Cola, of the MOB. Like you've said, it's just pure hypocrisy. And honestly, in this modern era, we need to expand the electoral base. And we need to make sure that more eligible citizens can vote more easily 
and legally and legitimately. There are many bills in circulation right now that will help ensure that, especially for minorities. And Jacob, I believe you and I spoke about this earlier. I shouldn't give him too much of a platform, but Tucker Carlson went on TV and spoke about that the Democrats want to replace a large portion of the electoral base with their own voters. And to that, I say, well, no, they're expanding the electoral base. And if Republicans are having a hard time with that, well, maybe they should, you know, appeal more to minority voters. It's not just Democrats, you know, playing up their own voters. He's specifically talking about white replacement theory. I, I believe that was on Yom HaShoah, the uh, Holocaust Remembrance Day for us Jews. And that talking point that was in the, I believe, in the protocols, the elders of Zion and very basis of anti-Semitic conspiracy theories and pretty much the proto-slime for QAnon and the uh, the war Ingrams and Tucker Carlson's of the world that bash um, multiculturalism and um, world, the modern globalized world under the guise uh, attacking multicultural America. But I mean, you're right. You're, you're right. Uh, the Republicans should change their message on this. And this is not saying that, you know, principles of limited government and the lower taxes. I don't believe in a lot of that, but fine. That's a reasonable idea to have. I've said before that Republican Party conservatism in and of itself is not a bad ideology. It's, it's obviously not. It's a very good ideology. It has a lot of uh, things to offer, but its time is up. It, it's mutating this abhorrent mess of authoritarian Trumpism that is done. And I'm, I'm sorry I sound like a broken record, but this is why I get so angry that this, that this party that claims to be for efficiency, that claims to be for shining city on the hill, it's not even going for measures that could actually help them help them electorally, help them push through their own agenda. Casual story said the Republican Party right now is more focused on uh, keeping the Democrats from gaining power than actually pushing through their own uh, agenda. That shows with like, the executive orders. The only real um, Republican policy passed through legislation in the Trump era was the 2017 tax cuts, and that was really it. Any centrist conservative who wants this era to end, who wants Trumpism to go away, who wants to take back conservatism, Support ranked choice voting, support ending to gerrymandering, at least for sections of the For the People Act. We can debate, say, the, uh, the anonymous donors, but support it. Support at least reforming the filibuster. It sh- again, it should be on the minority, not the majority. We, have, we really just have a backwards source every other system in the developed world. And on your point about um, a need for conservatism in America, I think there definitely needs to be a party that stands for real conservative values. Despite the involvement of the Republican Party into Trumpism, you know, there are still millions and millions of Americans all over the country that have conservative values, that have the same ideals that traditional Republicans have had. And additionally, the Republican Party is on track to becoming completely irrelevant. Its voter base is going to shrink extremely rapidly. And the truth is there needs to be a strong contender to the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party isn't perfect by any means. There needs to be a party that has its own ideas, that has, that has its own values, and can ensure that the legislation that's passed is smart and works mm-hmm. well for the American people. You know, we mm-hmm. must avoid a one-party system, which unfortunately, although Trumpism remains immensely popular, it's going to eventually die out. You know, Adam Kissinger, Mitt Romney, Susan Collins, if, 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 any, of you, if any of you or your staff somehow stumble upon this, please. Just change your registration. Change your registration to an I or an or a D. They would never do that, though. You've got to remember that Mitt Romney is still a pretty conservative Republican. He loves Republicanism. The senators who went from uh, D to R 
an R to D after um, after the civil rights bills and the sixties and Gary Dem- the Reagan Democrats in the eighties. Now the Biden Republicans. That has to happen in order for the um, party in its current form, the Trumpist form, to truly die, to truly be swept to the dustbin of history. Anyone that doesn't fall into that camp, the QAnon conspiracies, the the more authoritarian or the um, grifters, they have to get out. They have to get out now. And I just don't see a third party getting up now. But if you change it to the Democrats, at least you'll be able to hold your own block. Honestly, and even if you're independent, Mitt Romney in Utah probably already hold his own. Lisa Murkowski in Alaska won by a write-in in 2010. Susan Collins in, in you know, Maine has great rank choice voting there too, as Alaska does. So some of these you know, the senators could have an actual pathway towards independent and maybe regroup from there. But I, again, that'll take well, time. They could. But, you know, this is the fate of the country, okay? It's sad that a party that, that had promise, that had a point, that had great presidents is reduced to this. Trump has said this many times as presidency. We're the party of Lincoln. Yet you have supporters of Trump walking around the Capitol, the seat of American government, carrying Confederate flags. The very thing Lincoln had sworn and did destroy. It's just depressing to know how much they've changed since then. Just for recent events, look at Matt Gates. What kind of party that says over a party of family values with a party of um, you know, respectable character? The party that said we impeached Bill Clinton over fair on the White House. Only one of its members in the House has called for Matt Gaetz's removal. He was under investigation for sex trafficking, literal sex trafficking, uh, getting a 17-year-old girl over state lines. I mean, it's a whole mess. It's a whole like frat boy, Florida man case. It's just sick. It's sick and disgusting. He needs to be at least off the Judiciary Committee now. Yeah, well, the point is that our government has been increasingly ineffective at solving some of our nation's greatest problems. We've spoken about gun control. We've spoken about voter rights and the abilities for really all eligible American citizens to have the chance to practice the right to vote legally and legitimately. Also, the increased polarization and obstruction that is happening in Congress is really stopping the government from delivering on the wishes of the majority of the American people. And we're in bad need of reform. Not to mention Matt Gates. And that concludes this episode of Gen Zero Stock Politics. Be sure to join our Discord server, follow us on Instagram at Gen Zero Stock Politics, and on Twitter at Gen Zero Stock Poly with an I, and add or email us to ask your burning questions. Thanks for joining us, and we hope to see you next time. <laughs>